Light me up, don't you stop Cause tonight, it's on the line Show me how, you get on down Close my eyes, take me for a ride Hello everybody and welcome back to the Parts Foundation podcast. This is episode 9 and it's Easter weekend, but this is the biggest comeback of Easter. Well, return to the podcast. Gary Wright. Gary, how are we? <laughs> I'm okay, aye. Wee bit choked with the cold, but I'll soldier on, Josh. Aye, have you had many eggs today? Um, quite a few, mate. Quite a few. Well, I've not eaten them all, but I've, I've got a few. But... Was coaching earlier. A couple were, were kind enough to give oh, me some eggs. So that... Very nice. Uh, aye, good stuff. What's been your favourite egg you've eaten so far? Um, uh, it's a tough one. Cream, I like the cream eggs. Yeah. I'd, have to agree. I'd have to agree with you on that one. I'm changing up how I say it this week. I'd have to agree with you. Um, I, can, I like the cream egg as well. Um, there's no Ian this week, he's unavailable, but, you know, we soldier on, we continue, it's episode 9, we hope everyone listens had a great Easter, and if you've commented uh, this week on our on our Facebook post or replied to our Instagram story, we're going to read out some jokes at the end that our listeners have sent in, and we will, we will review them to see how how terrible they are. Uh, so starting off this week, um, we're going to talk about the... Especially something that's especially prevalent in lockdown is self training. Uh, Gary, how how essential do you think like self practice is? Uh, massive. Uh, I mean, teams will only train maybe an hour and a half, two hours a week. So I think uh, self practice is massive. Yeah, just just go. Uh, going out, getting touches on the ball, practice, just practice everything. Uh, now I think self practice uh, is a massive part of development, um, and I always, I always encourage the players I work with. It's okay coming to train for an hour and a half, two hours a week, but you've got to go and put hours in yourself. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because you think if you're only playing football once or twice a week, like it's going to be tough to get a rhythm going and such. So you don't mean you train yeah. one day, leave it a few days, play the next, play at the weekend. It's like it's not that consistent. Whereas if you could go home and all you really need is a football and like a wall, or just something to set up for goals or something to use as cones. You can go in, you can give yourself a few drills, do keep your uppies, pass it off a wall, practice in your touch. There's so much you can do that yeah. makes you a better player, and especially like I think um, if if you're if you want to really, really kick on, you've got to put the practice in. There's millions of players through it who's doing those hour here and there. I think you've got to be prepared to do more than more than the, the next one. Yeah. I mean you've been you've been setting a few challenges for people to do at home, haven't you? So you've been trying to actively, actively encourage it. Yeah. Yeah. Um I always say, I even just make up your own wee drills and that. Yeah. And that's what I used to do as a kid. But uh, pretty much, like, the, the wee drills I've been sending for the guys in our uh, programmes, all you need is a ball, really, and maybe 
maybe a couple of markers, but you can use you could use jumpers or that as markers. Aye, and jumpers just, for goalposts. Yeah, just be simple things. Dribbling it, like see, dribbling. Nothing magical about no. it, but it, it improves everything. Same way, kicking the ball off your wall, off the wall, and that's great for technique, control, oh. striking the ball, and that's. Yeah, definitely. I mean, nothing got... magic. Nothing magical. George, just practice yeah. and practice. Get contact on the ball. Yeah, I mean, even stuff like Ian's YouTube channel, which is a lot of stay-at-home stuff you can do. But like that's kind of weird. we talked a couple weeks ago about um, street football, I believe, and stuff like, yeah. you know, kids getting out. Stuff like that helps so much. Like, even if it's, you know, not like, obviously, you can't really in these circumstances, but when it's allowed, like, going down to a park or something, and just, okay, we'll set up some jumpers for goals, a few of your mates, like, going, having a kick about, that works on so much, because it's putting you in a game environment, really. It's not as yeah, we played sometimes. When I was growing up, we played at... Uh... There's an astroturf there now, but I grew up in Oakley, and um, right. there wasn't. It didn't it used to be an astroturf. It was like well, it's a car park now, but you used to play on that. It was concrete, or you were doing the school playing at. Uh, it was like sheds. You just played at the sheds, one touch, uh, three v threes, and uh, just playing on. We played anywhere really. Aye. Right. It's just. That's ridiculous. I think people were quite lucky now. In terms of facilities, it's going about, but well, we played like even at the bottom of my street was a wee bit like a cot, it was a cul de sac, but uh, it wasn't a great facility. But we, we played there, played hours and hours. Eh? Uh, I mean, yes, yeah, I usually go down to parks or that, or you'd look at like school football, that was the most heated thing to have your class versus other class just on the concrete playground. That was yeah. intense. It's obviously street football is a lot harder to do now because you've got all so many like astros that you need to pay for, or like no ball game signs on parks, or even the amount of cars that are coming. Like it's quite tough to get a game of card be going for that because every few seconds there's a car coming down the road. Yeah, we had we had the no ball game sign, but yeah, I'm not encouraging it. Like, <laughs> but we ignored that. <laughs> yeah, and then if a car came, you just wave the car by, play. Play stops. <laughs> but I'm not encouraging folk to get out and play in the street if the car's gone by. No. And if you see a no balls games sign, please do stop. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Gary, talk about um, your favourite football moment or the funniest one you've had. What's your, it's been your funniest experience of football. You can, it could be playing or it could be watching or it could be both if you're feeling adventurous. Uh, Watching, there's loads like, um, <laughs> like I wasn't well, I definitely wasn't there because it was in about the 1974 World Cup or something, but or 78 or something. Zaire were in it. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> the free kick with the free kick, and the guy runs <laughs> the boots. Uh, the ref blows, blows for the free kick, and the guy runs out the wall and just punts up the park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. I liked uh, you showed me that. That was I was in bits for a good bit after that. Brilliant that. <laughs> uh, funny football moments live that I've seen. I can think of one. Um, I don't know if you don't remember who you might not. Paki Javi. Who? Right, it's a Hibs player, right? We signed him. 
and he was christened the Gambian Roberto Carlos. He signed and he said he had a, he was very very good at free kicks. Like that was his whole thing. He was a brown free kick taker. Um, came like quite a bit of hype around him. We're like, oh, okay, let's see what this boy's got. And I think it was his debut of the game after we got a free kick for about thirty five yards out against Motherwell. Right, and yeah. this guy stands up to take take it. Everyone in the stadium's going, oh, okay, here we go. And he does the Roberto Carlos run up, and he runs up to it and kicks it, and he goes out for a throwing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a clip of it on YouTube and then you can hear the entire stadium go ah, oh, and everyone starts laughing because it's like the worst free kick I've seen in my life <laughs> Here's, that, uh, that was fun man. yeah uh, probably quite for uh, see a few years ago we done a parents v coaches game which oh. I'm, all, I'm sure we could get get gone again but uh <laughs> Yeah, there was quite some funny moments in that. Stevie Stewart's performance for us, I mean, oof. Oh, pressure, go, pressure got to him like, but... Ah, crumbled. He made like an apple and he crumbled. He did. Um, so, he will look to redeem himself. I think that's something we can look at again, eh? Involving yeah. East End boys, parents, three coaches. Mind you, we've only got about five coaches. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be a five-a-side with rolling subs. But I'm sure we can make it work. Um, yeah. Do you have any ones that you can remember playing in? In the games? Yeah. Um, or coach, or really, coach your team? Nothing was really funny because I was quite serious in games. Probably <laughs> if, uh, probably me taking a tantrum would be quite amusing. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm funny for everyone else to work. That's what I mean. Kelly and I were talking about it the other week when we played fives amongst the staff a few years ago and uh, I kicked the ball away. <laughs> Which I was rightly so. Again, it involved Stevie. We went for a shoulder tackle and he wanted a free kick for it and uh, I sort of lost the head and kicked the ball away. It was never a free kick, like, but... No. Uh, no, it, it was very... It was very, 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 very childish of me. But in hindsight, do you think kicking the ball away was the right decision? Well, after I kicked it away, I sort of thought to myself, what are you doing, you clown? But because <laughs> I'd done it, I sort of had to go through with the whole thing and walk off the pitch. So, <laughs> no, nah, I wasn't very sensible. You know you know how Ronaldo walked off the pitch recently because his goal didn't get given? Yeah. That was you, just storming off, armbands come off. Yeah, disgrace, disgrace. And I can remember when I was playing in goal once, we were playing this game, we were 5 2 up against this team, right? Relatively, like, not much time left on the clock. You're sitting there going, okay, this is this is fine. And this ball came over the top about halfway. And I was going to our centre half, okay, there's no no danger. And this centre mid guy just jumped up and caught it. <laughs> but, but he jumped up and caught it. And if we could have stopped for a second, they just dropped it and tried to play on. And then like if we stopped for a second, so like, wait, what? Did somebody just shout you uh, I'm not going to reveal his name, but we're just saying, Pepsi can. What are you doing? And then the referee stopped playing, gave him a bucket. I don't know how he didn't get sent off because I mean, you're talking about intentional handballs. This guy jumped up both hands, like leaped in and pulled it down. I don't know if he thought a free kick had been given or something, but then again, there wasn't a challenge of that, so I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, but I, I was watching him and I was going, "Geez, this boy's better at coming for crosses than I am." My my mate, and it was quite funny, done this in a couple of games. You know, if there's been a play stoppage, you play 
rather than go for the drop ball, sometimes you're like, oh, I'll give the ball back. Yeah. And uh, so the other team will step aside, all right. So a couple of times my mate was like, I'll just pass it back to your goalie. So they all stood out the way. But then he kidded on to just dribble through. And shoot. <laughs> but he, 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 did, he didn't shoot, but it was just funny seeing them chase after them. Then he just oh. passed it back to the goalie. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just delivering it right to his feet. <laughs> I've seen the one where the guy um, does that and he hits it and he locks the keeper for like 45 yards. Who was that? Oh, it's like an English league game and then um, like one of the lower leagues and, you know, he's stopped it and the guys take the throw in and he's hit it to go back to the keeper. But he's hit it so well that it lobs the keeper and goes in. <laughs> and you just hit there going like, what are the odds of someone accidentally like dinking the keeper for 50 yards? Like, how do you accidentally do that? Ah, uh, that... The whole reaction that is funny because, like, the opposition team come up to Mugen and he just standing there, like, I didn't need to do it, I didn't need to do it, yeah, <laughs> like, up in his face. I can't think of other ones. I've, there's, there's been a few. I mind them. Um, there was a game, Sunderland v Hibs, I think it was Lewis Stevenson's testimonial, where John McGinn, every time you go to try, no, he was trying to take a free kick, and the guy in front of him just wasn't letting him take it, so he just picked up the ball and rolled it through his legs, and that looked like a big cheer from the crowd. Uh, but okay, near the end. So Gary, it is Easter. Yeah. So this kind of ties back to what we said at the start. But obviously, you've been given some eggs today. Overall, what is your favourite kind of Easter egg to have? Like just overall. Overall. Yeah. White chocolate, dark chocolate, milk chocolate. Uh. Any certain brands you want to give a mention to it and hope for sponsorship? No, but you know. Nah, not really. I'll eat, I'll eat anything, Josh, but... Um, anything? Pretty much. I like chocolate, aye. Um, there was a couple of kids, because I've been talking all week with them about Easter eggs and that at the camps, and they're training this morning. And they mentioned, is it Reese, Reese's or something? Aye, Reese's. That's more American, but it's coming over here. Aye, I'm going to have to taste these. There was a lot of folks saying that uh, they were pretty good. It's like peanut butter, I think. It's peanut, wee peanut butter cup things. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. Aye, I've got you. Aye. Oh. I might give you them a try. Right. Here's a quick a, a quick riddle for you that I was debating with my dad. Not a riddle, just a question that I was debating with my dad, right? Would you yeah. rather have a dog with a human head or a human with a dog head? What? Yeah, like, would you rather have, like, a pet dog that had a human head or would you have, like, a kid that had a dog head? <laughs> but, uh, I'd take a dog with a kid head would you? Would that'll put you off a wee bit though no really no it would look quite funny wouldn't it because the the fur would have to like blend in with the skin or else you just look totally different yeah aye, it's true strange debate to have Josh but uh... what happens in the family household is weird business uh, for debates uh, Okay, Do you know so, what? Going back, oh. going back to something. Um, yeah. Before, before we finish, are we close to finishing? Yeah, we've still got to read out the listeners' jokes, though. Right. Before we do that, remember I told you all about Monterey Jacks other week. Yeah. The other day, we got an announcement that uh, that they're coming down to the camps this week to supply us with free food. They are. See, that's the endorsement to come with. But, yep, this week's camps, to anyone who's listening that will be attending the camps or has a kid attending the camp, there will be Monterey Jack's free food 
on a few yeah. days. Is that correct? Uh, no, no, for the kids. For nah. <laughs> well, they can uh, look at it. <laughs> I hope they didn't bring their cocktails down with them anyway. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Like... No, <laughs> best, best burger I've ever had. Yeah, well, it's a massive endorsement, like so. If anyone's wondering about order from Monterey Jacks, yeah. uh, the Parson Dacey podcast wholeheartedly support you to do so. Yeah. So, Gary, yeah, I've got I've got four jokes lined up for you. Okay, right. One of them I found online. The other three have been submitted, and these are the best three that I've chosen. So, first of all, the one that I found online. Uh, what happened to the two bunnies that got married? Don't know. They lived happily ever after. Ah, very good, yeah. Okay, this one comes from at Jillian Ritt on Instagram. Ah, that's Zach Starts, Mama. Yeah, and it says, this is from Zach. What do you call a rabbit with fleas? Don't know. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, aye. That was uh, one, of my, one of my favourite ones. It's got a laugh. This is from Nicola J. Aitken on Instagram. That's the Rory Aitken, isn't it? Yep. What do you call a line of rabbits jumping backwards? I've not got a clue. A receding hairline. (laughs) I like that. And now, speaking of receding hairlines, this one's about Coach Stevie. Yeah. Um, What do Coach Stevie and the Easter Bunny have in common? I don't know. They both have bad hair. I'm not. I'm not going to reveal who that was from because it may or not may or may not be coming from somebody inside the foundation. I think that was, <laughs> I think that was the Ian Falk. I prefer not to speak. I can't. Uh, they asked me to keep the identity private, so I cannot reveal. All right, that was a good one, though. Yeah. So, what would you say was your favourite joke out of that one? The the receding hairline. <laughs> I I probably go with the Bugs Bunny. But the receding hairline one was a good one. So they were all you... good. They were all good. Like I yeah. that. Thank you to everyone who submitted their jokes, and uh, thank you to everyone for listening. In. Mm-hmm. Hope you've all had a fantastic Easter. And tune in next week, Gary. Will you be on next week? Uh, yeah, probably back next week. Fantastic. Two weeks in a row. Here we go. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, thank you everyone for listening, Gary. Thank you for giving us your time. Not a problem. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. So come and light me up